What's up, motherfucker? Face fears, episode six. We in this bitch. Happy Thanksgiving, you motherfuckers. Hope y'all got your fill, ate as much as you could, and then some. If you're not puking, you're not doing it right. You know what I'm saying? We driving in this piece again, so we got the shitty phone. With the sh- actually, it's not a shitty phone. It's a good phone. But we got a terrible mic audio little deal here. So I'm I'm about what a foot. It's about a foot. I'm about a foot away from the from the microphone. I feel like that's it's like six inches, six to twelve inches or something like that. Is where you're supposed to be. But that's about where I'm at. So I'm trying to get good audio. But I uh, hope you all had a good Thanksgiving, man. I had a good one. Got together with the fam. Um, and you know how like I don't know if, I don't know if it's like this to y'all, but this is how it is to me. I dread. I don't not all the time, but sometimes I dread going and being with the family and shit kicking off how it does with the family and everybody being annoying and pressing my buttons. It's just the kind of person I am. I'm a little stuck up bitch. <clears throat> but, but no, once, you know, you get there and everybody starts chilling and vibing, especially once the food starts rolling, I start to like just start meshing with them and we flow and then we're just like one big happy family. And, uh, you know that's a that's a good feeling. It's a good feeling when everybody's clicking in the in the living room or in the dining room and y'all chilling, passing around some food, laughing, everybody getting full and fat, talking about some shit, whatever the fuck's going on. Those are good times, man. Those are times that you wanna. Those are times that you wanna remember. And that's the stuff that you wanna be grateful for, right? So I'm a I'm a I'm a big advocate of of being. Of, of gratitude, I guess is a better way to say it. Being grateful, I, I like to think I am, but I'm, of course, I'm not as grateful as I could be all the time. And I don't really think anybody is, but gratitude, I've, I think I've talked about it before. Gratitude, I feel like, is the, um, I guess, the stepping stone to happiness. I was trying to think of a cool analogy, but that's all I could think of. Stepping stone to happiness. So the more grateful you are about what you have, you know, what you've done, who you're with, all sorts of stuff like that, the happier you'll be. Because if you're just constantly envious, you know, you wish you had something better, wish you had someone better, wish you were someone better, you know, stuff like that. Then it takes away the value of what you have and you think that what you have isn't is less is less than what it actually is. And so you devalue those things that, that should have that that value to you and it makes quality of life makes it makes the quality of life go down. And so yeah man, gratitude, give thanks. Let's be grateful in this piece. Because when it all comes down to it, we're gonna die. And it's gonna suck, but you die, so you're not taking any of it with you. I don't care how nice your car is. You're not, you're not driving that bitch to wherever wherever is next, if anything is next. Um, but that's another conversation for another time. <sighs> well, that was a lot right to start off with, right? But let's uh, let's be grateful. And uh, speaking of grateful, I'm I'm grateful for these opportunities that I get, and I think about it all the time because it's. It's, it's consuming my life, obviously. But um, 
the opportunity I have here to pursue a medical degree, get into medical school. I'm extremely grateful for this opportunity because, you know, there are people that, you know, can't afford college, don't have the means to go to college, whatever. Um, and then there are people that, you know, don't have the means to try and pursue a postgrad or a postdoc or anything like that. And so due to, due to, you know, any number of circumstances, there are so many different reasons and so many different ways that things can, things can change in your life and cause you to shift priorities, um, shift priorities from one thing to another, your focus from one thing to another, which has kind of been a big aspect of my life lately. But I still, I still try to come back to being grateful for my opportunity. And in that, in that gratitude, I am able to find some motivation because I like to think to myself, well, I have the opportunity to sit here and do this. Why waste this opportunity when, you know, there's another person out there that would, you know, kill to be, to be able to, to do, to do what I'm doing or to be where I'm at, you know, not that I'm anywhere special or anything, but if that makes any sense, that's, that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. And uh, getting the most out of each of these opportunities is where I'm, where I'm at. You know, I pursue my opportunities and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the most out of them by, you know, studying my ass off, um, keeping my nose in a book, doing what I can to learn all that I need to, trying to get help where I can, you know, and uh, volunteering, shadowing, which are extremely difficult to do right now, which is a bitch. Um, but they've got alternatives and shit for that, so it's all right. But you know, I uh, <clears throat> changed the changed the uh, the path of the conversation here a little bit. Um, I not that I've ever, oh my God, not that I have ever consumed psychedelic drugs. Not to say that I have, not to say that I haven't, but I have heard that. I've heard through the grapevine, I've heard, I've read, I believe, in places that uh, are about microdosing. And I don't know if any of you have ever microdosed or know anything about microdosing. But from what I have read from, from, the, from the data, data, data that I have collected, it seems that uh, minute amounts of these potent psychedelics... Um, most namely psilocybin, which is the uh, psychoactive ingredient, I think, in mushrooms. I think that's right. I could be completely wrong, but I know psilocybin is the uh, the ingredient that they use to to microdose with. It's the most the most common, I believe, and uh, it's derived from the mushrooms, and it's supposed to increase your focus, increase your focus, or maybe zero in your focus a little bit, kind of like Adderall, I think, but not that I've ever taken Adderall either, but, um, it doesn't, it doesn't give you the Adderall side effects, I, I guess, like you get, um, I've heard that you can get clammy hands and shit like that, and, um, you know, no appetite, um, and sometimes it can do the opposite Adderall can of what you want it to do. You can take it 
because you want to like zero in your focus on your studies or your paper or whatever you're writing. Um, but you take it and then all of a sudden you're noticing every fucking thing around you besides what you need to be working on. You know, you're hearing the damn chair creak and you're listening to the water drip outside in the rain and oh shit, there's a dish over there. Let me go get that cleaned up a little bit real quick. And the next thing you know, clean the whole fucking house from what I've heard. But um, yeah, psilocybin, I think microdosing is supposed to be more effective in helping you channel your focus, not necessarily tunnel vision on these certain things or broadening your your horizon of attention. And I think I think that would be kind of cool. You know, I've read studies. Um, I've read studies about about microdosing. Not enough, obviously. Um, and it's not even it's not legal anywhere around here, so there's no way I could ever attempt to try it out. But and also from what I have read, unlike Adderall, which is an amphetamine. Psilocybin, which is, I think it's, I feel like, I feel like this is wrong, but mushrooms are fungi, right? Fungi? I don't know how to fuck to say that either. But, and I, I, I don't believe that it's addictive. I don't believe that it has addictive, addictive properties. Unlike Adderall, um, which can be extremely addictive as all amphetamines are so it seems like it would be a wiser choice but it's illegal and Adderall's illegal to take without a prescription but you can get a prescription for Adderall and then you rely on your Adderall every fucking day to get by just to aim your piss in the fucking toilet you gotta have 20 milligrams of your instant release. Psilocybin, on the other hand, when you're microdosing, I believe a study or so I've read, or maybe a research paper, I can't remember shit anymore, but I believe you only you only do it, you only microdose like three or four times a week. Maybe you don't do it every day because you can build up a tolerance, um, kind of like you can with THC. You can build up a tolerance to it. You'll have to take more, and then eventually you're having to take like an eighth of shrooms just to microdose. Nobody wants to do that. Because from what I've heard, chewing shrooms is god-fucking-awful. They taste like shit. They're like, it's like chewing. What, what did somebody tell me? It's like chewing on, kind of like chewing on rubber almost. Garbage-ass shit. So three, four times a week, I, I believe. I'd have to, I have to do more research, but, um, and it's a smooth, it's a soft focus. It's not. It doesn't come at you all at once and just boom hit you right in the fucking nutsack and take you take you by surprise, and all of a sudden you look up and it's it's like four hours later. And you've, you've cleaned your house. You cleaned the neighbor's house. You've, you've wrote two sentences in your paper. And you've done the laundry for the next two months. So that's not what you want. You want that smooth attention. That smooth focus. 
um, just kind of eases in and it just kind of kind of helps kind of helps bring you back to the task at hand but without throwing like every other sensory thing around you into the mix as well um, I don't I don't even know if any of this is right honestly before I before I keep going so let's 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 get that clear I could be completely fucking wrong about everything um, keep listening to it of course because I'm I'm funny sometimes but I'm wrong most of the time I feel like so but now that being said consuming shrooms or um, LSD acid which I'm not I haven't read too much on uh, micro dosing acid I've, 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 I've seen more of the, of the psilocybin shrooms because I just hear that they're more friendly, more earth. I don't want to say friendly because acid's not, acid's not your enemy or anything, but it's, it's, it's smoother, I guess. Acid's more, acid's more like Adderall and the fact that it comes at you all at once and you can have an extreme sensory overload and it can just be overwhelming at times. Um. It's not an amphetamine, by the way. Um, I also hear that it is not addictive. But mushrooms are more, like I said, more earthy. I don't want to say more friendly because it's not, the acid's not your enemy. But they're more, I guess, I guess lighter. It's not it though either because if you eat a ton of shrooms, you get bugged ass. It's, it's, it's almost like you get wrapped up in a hug whenever you take shrooms, like this warm-ass, big hug, blankets all around you, and then on acid, it's like, <laughs> I don't even, I've never done it, so I can't really describe it to you too perfectly here, but it's it's kind of like, you know, standing in the pit at a, at a, at a voodoo festival listening to Suicide Boys slamming your head against the metal rail and feeling no pain. That's kind of what acid's like. <laughs> so, uh, for all you novices out there, I do recommend shrimps before acid. Or if you're going to do acid, either one you're going to want to spot her. But if you're going to do acid, bro, just please don't go out in public your first time. Because you are going to get them. No matter how much acid you take, you are going to get freaked the fuck out. And it's just going to be overwhelming for you. Um, you know, and shrooms, I feel like are more of like a hike. You go on a hike, take some shrooms. And then acid's like, oh shit, bro, we're going to go to a, you know, an EDM dubstep festival, shit like that. And... It heightens, heightens your senses a lot, I feel like. I don't feel like I have heard. Um, yeah, that's what I meant to say. And, uh, you know, everything everything's brighter. You are... I've heard it's, it's extremely euphoric. Both acid, LSD, and mushrooms. Both extremely euphoric. Euphoria is dope, right? But, uh, yeah, if, if, if you're listening and you're kind of considering, maybe trying one or the other, I would personally suggest from my readings and not my experiences, because I, 
something. I don't have any, you know, sort of, kind of, whatever. But I would suggest shrooms first in a light dose of roughly two grams, maybe. And see how that goes. It's, it's not for everybody. That's for fucking sure. But it could be for you. I sound like a salesman at this point. Come on down to Sam's psilocybin shop. We'll get you hooked up with some goddamn fucking Sid and some psilocybin. Give you shrooms and Sid. Don't matter what happened. You're going to a conference meeting, shroom up. That's what I'm talking about. Going to your kid's peewee football game. Take some fucking Sid. Live it up, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Um, responsible. Always be responsible. If you're going to take anything like that, any, any type of hallucinogen. They really are, though. From what I've heard. They really are like a... Or it can be life-changing experiences. And they have even addiction treatment centers, which is near and dear to me at this point, but addiction treatment centers, which use psilocybin to treat addiction. And I think that's fucking awesome. Instead of giving them, you know, hopping them up on a bunch of benzos and a bunch of shit that is extremely addictive, pills, um, psilocybin, you know, and it, it curbs the addiction. Um, but... You know, psilocybin's not not the answer right now. Um, in this state, anyway, since it's not not legal. So really, whatever works at this point for someone in need of addiction help. But what I've really heard curbs um, addiction, like. Like you're smoking one day, smoking cigarettes one day, the next day you you don't even want to look at a cigarette. It's DMT, dimethyl atryptamine. Um, I don't really know much about DMT at all. I've, I've not tried DMT, nor have I, nor have I uh, seen anybody try DMT. But I've heard stories about DMT, and. From the stories that I have heard, oh shit, drop my phone. From the stories that I have heard, it sounds pretty fucking intense. And it's, oof, excuse me, it's like a, what do they say, a lifetime in 15 minutes? You know, good lord, excuse me. But the, uh, the procedure, I guess, is a word to use. The procedure for, DMT consumption. Oh man, I can't quit burping. You have you have one hit, I think, that kind of gets it in your system. The second hit, I think, that kind of activates maybe the I don't know the hallucinogen part of it or some shit. And then your third hit is supposed to be your blast off hit. And that's the one where you go on your journey for. What supposedly feels like a lifetime. You go on a lifetime journey and it's it's 15 to 20 minutes. And from what I hear, you take that third hit, blast off, and you... you 
I don't know how true this is, but it's it's almost you don't have time to put to put the uh, the smoking device you're using down before you just literally head goes back, eyes closed, and you're just gone in your mind, or you know your uh, what do we want to call it? Your soul, maybe your spirit goes to another dimension and just chills there for a little while. You know, maybe DMT is like a doorway to another dimension. Um, I've heard of I've heard of people, you know, being encountered by entities, people that these entities have, you know, told them they need to change their ways, they need to stop doing whatever bad shit it was they were doing and it I don't know how or why. It sounds like magic. It sounds fucking stupid. I probably sound like an idiot sitting here talking about it. But, you know, there, there's, there are people out there that will tell you, Joe Rogan being one of them. I love Joe Rogan. Um, he says, and he's not a doctor or anything. He's not a specialist. But he says he has had profound experiences. And there are many others that have had profound experiences and have had changed their life ways. Like alcoholics will stop drinking. Drug addicts will stop, you know, stop doing drugs. Um, and it's a, uh, it's a pretty cool little deal to think about. And I think it would be cool to, you know, maybe read a little bit more on it, see some more studies. About you know psilocybin, the uh, the psilocybin, the DMT, the the acid, LSD. But uh, I think we're gonna call it a day here at the Face Your Fears. This was a this was a little bit of a longer one. I'm sorry about that. Unless you like longer ones, you know, if I can try and make them longer. But till next time, folks. Y'all have a wonderful rest of your Thanksgiving. I love you all. Bye bye.